cliffcentral.com. Johnny Clegg's memoir, in his own words, has been published. It's about his childhood, his musical beginnings, the story of his founding of Jaluka in the most tumultuous time in South Africa's history. It's also the story of how the son of an unconventional mom and the grandson of Jewish immigrants came to realize and identify with, well, rather the identity that he had that was a choice. And, um, and home is a place that you can leave and return to as sure as the seasons change. I had the most incredible conversation with this man not a few months before he died, and we still feel the gap left by him, but you can kind of fix that feeling with listening to his music, and that's going to be eternal. You know, there's there's a part of Johnny that will always be with us, and I'm just thrilled that we can this morning talk to both his sons, Jaron and Jesse, who are on the line to join us, uh, both of them. Extraordinary people in their own right. Um, Jaron is a filmmaker who's made award-winning music videos with uh, his father for his his father while he, while he was still around. And most recently, he's worked on the Halo TV series in Europe, which is based on the popular video game. He's also just directed a science fiction piece that's set in South Africa. So he's no slouch. Here he is, Jaron Clegg. Hey, Jaron, how are you, dude? Hey, how are you guys? Nice. Gareth. How good, are you all doing? Good to see you, man. And uh, let's just welcome your bro as well. Jesse Clegg, a singer-songwriter well-known to us here at cliffcentral.com and to many people in South Africa too. Platinum-selling success. Eight top ten singles. He's been nominated for five South African Music Awards. How are you doing, Jesse? We can't hear you, Jesse. I think you're on mute. Uh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Good to be back. How's it, Gareth? Nice good, to, man. Nice to see you, man. Yeah, you got this hugely professional studio, but you forgot to unmute your microphone. That's terrific. <laughs> well done. Well done. It's just yeah, I don't I don't know how to use it. It's just I'm just in it. No, it's brilliant. <laughs> all right, so so guys, first of all, let's just talk a little bit about your your dad's incredible legacy, and you know that's fallen on your shoulders now uh, to to continue. And there's so many people who feel, as I said in the introduction, they feel a a, a gap that's been left by your dad, but his music is there to fill that gap. And now his stories, which I had a little bit of insight into when I spoke to him last, he really had some incredible stories. My God. I mean, Jesse, I think I spoke to you shortly after your dad died, and you told me how even as kids he used to talk to you, you two, about all the incredible adventures that he'd been on when he was your age. Uh, and all of those stories, I yeah. hope, are included in this memoir because he, he was so good at storytelling. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the one thing that is so um, beautiful about the the memoir, which was quite surprising to to me and my bro, is uh, it is it is the adventure of a lifetime. I mean, it's his early years growing up in uh, he was born in in the United Kingdom, and then he grew up in then Rhodesia and Zambia, and then South Africa, mm-hmm. and going on this amazing journey through these. Um, African countries and then eventually landing up in South Africa and meeting Charlie Mzila and experiencing Johannesburg in, you know, the, the, the late seventies. Um, and just this amazing journey that he went on that was cultural, musical, uh, an inward journey that helped him discover the man that he became. Um, and it, it uh, for me it, it it just reads like an incredible adventure story and it's such a beautiful version of south africa you know through yeah. his through his eyes and his perspective which is so unique so um he definitely shares it in the book and he shares stuff that uh, he's never shared before either so it's uh, 
it's really a special document, man. So, so Jaron, like, tell us how you actually found the the material for this, and and how much of it your dad had written, and how much you had to piece together yourselves, and also whether there was stuff in that that you'd never heard before, because you guys obviously knew him better than any of us did. But there must have been some yeah. things here because, I mean, even, you know, if I look at my own family, if I think about the things my dad did as a kid, there's lots I don't know. Absolutely. I mean, totally. You know, he, he pieced it together in the most dad-like way. It was like pure chaos. <laughs> he did, you know, it was like voice <laughs> notes. It was like documents. It was notes on his phone. It was wow messages to us. <laughs> it was like these amazing anecdotes that he – he 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 really he he scattered out in all these different basically as it came to him uh, it was kind of stream of consciousness uh, because i mean his life we we we'd like to say like he lived a thousand lifetimes he had such a rich uh, range of experiences so yeah so he put it down wherever he could basically and then um you know we we were so we we sourced it with him and he, and uh, and we kind of got all the texts together but there was a lot. And so when we finally went through it, yeah, it, it was uh, an in, incredible eye-opener. There certainly were things that we weren't even privy to. Um, hmm. You know, whether it's just like in detail how, how he describes trying to get to Zululand, you know, he, he always used to say, you know, oh, well, you know, it's a bit, it was a bit of a tough thing, you know, getting getting there with Seaport. Um, but you know, we get then was, it was just the most fantastic time, but you know, he goes into detail about how like people would, people would have to hustle to get him a bus ticket. And like this bus driver would be very perplexed at this white kid on a, on, you know, blacks only bus. And, um, and yeah, and speaking in depth about, you know, how, just how beautiful, like the Tugila river Valley opening up and like how it was a window into this other world. So yeah, he, he goes into uh, incredible detail into these like sacred moments, and I think they were sacred to him. So, uh, in a way, he 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 kept a lot of that detail to himself until you know he really kind of spewed it out in in this incredible book. So yeah, so that's how it came together, and we we really we pieced it together um, with Allison, who is the editor, and she did an incredible job of stringing you know uh, stringing these narratives together thematically. Uh, as opposed to a you know, kind of tr- a traditional uh, consecutive narrative. Um, let me just ask you two, because there's there's a part of this that's about you, um, even though the book is about your dad, and, and you've managed to piece together this incredible tapestry of stories and voice notes and clippings and you know bits and pieces he left lying around. Um, did it help you? Because, you know, we all have to lose our dads at some point. That's the way of the world. But... A lot of people, a lot of people don't ever really have peace. They don't ever really get closure. They don't get to, to, to finally say goodbye in the right way. And mm-hmm. I know that when you were going through this, it must have been extremely difficult. Did this book and putting together this book give you guys any catharsis? Did it, did it help the family to kind of to deal with his loss? Because that stuff can sometimes be, you know, hugely insightful. It can teach you stuff about yourself and about your dad mm. that you otherwise might not have had. Yeah, it, you know, it was a very, um, it was a very difficult time, man. Uh, you know, we, he passed uh, towards the end of 2019 and then it was COVID oh for, God, yeah. you know, the following year. Yeah. Uh, so we all had to hunker down and, 
it, it was amazing though because we had this project. You know, we had we had all the, all this stuff that my dad had written, and we knew that that this was something that we wanted to honor, and we wanted to allow it to, to see the light of day. And so it was a, it was like a family project, and we sat with all his stories and his memories and his. Uh, you know, he went and interviewed old bandmates and um, interviewed old friends from Zululand, and mm. and it was just this beautiful little cocoon that we could. Uh, step into as a family and spend that time, you know, it felt like he was with us, you know, yeah. even though we were grieving, there was this wonderful um, experience of just reliving his life and, and, and honoring it by documenting it and making sure that there was this, you know, this piece that he had, he had put together that, that he wanted to share. Um, so it was, it was like, it was a gift that he left us, man. And it, it really brought us a lot of, uh, a lot of closure and it and it, it it you know for for us i think to have a living document of that time of his life where it literally sounds it feels like he's in the room talking to you he wrote it so so um converse, it's so conversational you know it's so true to his voice yeah uh, that yeah man it really did bring us a huge amount of comfort uh you know there must be so many people from all over the world who helped in, in small ways or big ways to contribute to this. I mean, here's Michael who, who listens to the show and he says, in the early 90s, I went to interview Johnny at his house on a Sunday, which was his only available day off. He cooked me breakfast as we chatted. I so loved that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, the kind of, that's the kind of thing your dad did, right? And there's so many people who yeah. felt, felt they had a connection with him because he was just such a, like such a straight up dude. He was just so fun to be around so relaxed so confident like without being um without being arrogant he he managed to just like fill the room with a quiet confidence and i think that came from all these experiences he had as a young man and and he he helped south africa to find our confidence in some ways don't you think absolutely uh yeah he he was uh, an incredible you know i think something that he really did uh, with his career is i mean he completely compartmentalized kind of over compartmentalized his career in a way he he didn't take it all to celebrity it wasn't at all his thing it mm -hmm. didn't align with any of his values he really was uh, and i think his 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 whole life story speaks to this he was a junkie on like really connecting being present like really connecting with people in front of him and um so i think yeah it, it's 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 incredible how he he was able to overcome that and i mean well to navigate that that, that kind of crazy space uh and to just still uh you know stay this uh, incredibly humble present person so i mean both of you could probably have a go at answering this i remember the last time i spoke to your dad he was he was talking to me about anthropology and he was talking to me about the the big picture stuff you know like kind of the story of humanity the story of south africa how our differences are so small and the things that we have in common are so big and that was such a part of what he was what he was doing in his musical career too but there was this scientist and this really curious really educated really sophisticated human being too he used to lecture people he could he could talk i mean if you gave your dad a runway and he and he had time and he had the inclination he could talk about the most incredible things um undoubtedly you know a lot of musicians people look at one dimensionally and they go well they're a great songwriter a great singer great performer your dad was all of those things but also in other ways that are completely unrelated to music this man was a marvel Mm. 
Yeah, I think. Well, I think that the 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 beauty of the of the book is that you really get to see the inception of that man. You know, he 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 documents quite um, quite um, beautifully the the time he spent at Wits University and his time as a lecturer. And and you know, he was he was not a great student in high school, and he had he had quite a chaotic and unconventional childhood. Uh, he didn't have a father figure. A lot of the people, a lot of the adults in his life, uh, let him down. Yeah. Um, and when he discovered Zulu culture and and Zulu philosophy uh, and the music and a, a means to express himself, I think it unleashed something in him that was very profound and very deep. Um, and when he got to university and he and he immersed himself in a world of ideas, uh, he he just had this incredible uh, awakening. Um, and you know, I think. He was someone who, I mean, he always impressed that upon us. You know, he loved academia and he loved, mm-hmm. he had such a deep curiosity about the world, such an incredible openness and, um, and, and inquisitiveness. Um, mm-hmm. and he always said to us, you never, you, you'll never regret gaining knowledge. You know, you, you, you know, you must, you must go and, and, and study and, and, you know, immerse yourself in, in a world of academia because there is so much value to gain. There's so much. It, you know, expand your horizons, and I, I, I'm certainly very grateful that he impressed that upon us because it's it's expanded our horizons as well. Um, wow! Yeah, so I think he he was a he was a he was like a Renaissance man. You yeah, know, he could dance, he Definitely. could sing, he could yeah, he yeah. could uh, <laughs> wax philosophical. You know, he totally. was a, could he, he was, cook though? I mean, was that breakfast <laughs> that he made? I, what, I actually don't think breakfast? he could cook. I think that was his one downfall. Yeah, one the one thing he, would, he was yeah. very impatient. I remember whenever uh-huh. he would bribe, he would always burn the food. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we finally found Johnny Clegg's downfall. No, it took it took it took this long for us to get there. So that's nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, I, I wonder how many of uh, of yeah. us can cook. I, I'll put my hand up as being useless in that department too. So guys, <laughs> yeah, likewise. Like, oh, good. Okay, it's not just me. So let me just go. Let me go meta for a second here, if you don't mind, because you you just brought up the the fact that you know a lot of the it wasn't his mom. His mom seems to have been an incredible human being, but a lot of the the men in his life kind of let him down when he was a child, and then Zulu culture. Not only I remember him saying this, it taught him also how to be a man. Uh, which is something which I know in South Africa a lot of people are struggling with at the moment because male role models are hard to come by in South Africa, and there are many young people, especially young guys, who are not raised by their fathers, and we have a gap in our society which is which has never really been filled. There is, however, on the meta, there is this incredible man who you guys were privileged to call your father, and you've both inherited an enormous amount of talent from this guy and creativity. Um, so when you look back on it, if if you had to, you know, kind of give it context and perspective, and this is really hard to do, but I'm going to ask you anyway. When you look at that stuff, how much do you think, looking at your own dad, is nature, and how much is nurture, and how much of that is in you? Um, do you mean in terms of how how much of nature and nurture was uh, kind of brought him up? Yeah, and and then. In turn, yeah. what what you guys received from him from a nature mm. point of view, and then from a nurture point of view, you know how much is in the that's, genes? That's a great <laughs> that's a great question. I think I think Jesse hinted at it quite well. You know, he he had this uh, in quite a insane void in his life 
uh, in his early years because of the, the kind of the chaos, this congruence of chaos that led to him, you know, ha having a, a lacking of paternal values in his life. And um, because, you know, the only father figure he had really disappeared. Mm. And it led him to really uh, journeying into, uh, you know, trying to find trying to find an anchor, a paternal anchor in his life. And it's so that that was kind of this this that's kind of a situation he had and what he was born into and but his nature as a as a as a person is i think what allowed him to to make these beautiful magical connections because as jesse said he was just so open yeah. and uh and and really uh, deeply curious and i think that is what allowed him to connect so profoundly with sepal you know they were they were soulmates and the, the best like the best of friends you could ever hope, hope to have um and it allowed allowed you know the other the the key players on the other side of the aisle to really embrace him uh like totally uh un unconditionally and to induct you know induct him into he was inducted into sequels clan so his is definitely a um a, a great example of how just being beautiful, uh, open to the world, and and really uh, having this innocence can uh, you know can 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 help shape your journey and how 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 can how others how others can see it and and how they they can you know have have an impact on your life if you're really open to it. Um, and certainly, he he definitely he, uh, he definitely shared that with us, and he always told us to. As Jesse said, you know, just go expand your horizons, be be open, try academia, but also just, you know, live live a, a, on a wide spectrum. Mm -hmm. And I think I, you know, I, I I think Jesse and I both certainly have taken that on, and we always try and channel that, uh, you know, going into any whether it's some crazy wild challenge, you know, that you know, uh, whether it's like on sets if it's like raining like crazy. I, I kind of just think of my dad, you know, my dad would be smiling saying, you know, this is another, you, 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 you know, you, you, you have to worry through this, you know, uh, <laughs> this is just another one of those experiences to, to, to kind of expand, uh, and, and to, to, to flesh you out as a, as a person. So certainly, yeah, I mean, for me, um, but Jess, what, what would you say? Uh, yeah, geez, man. Um, I, my dad, you know, we're all products of our environment, I think. Uh, but my dad is such an interesting case of, I think, uh, nature. Um, because he actually had a very difficult upbringing, a very difficult um, childhood. And when you look at the pressures that were exerted on him as a young man, um, I think that his life could have taken many different directions. Um, but his his core humanity, his love for human connection and curiosity um, – he, you know, he, it, it, it guided him in the most incredible way. There's this hidden force in my dad's life that just, um, that just guided him uh, along the right path. It's incredible to, when you read it, it's, it's just incredible to, to watch it unfold. And, you know, in our case, he was a wonderful father. He was someone who gave us, um, the tools to face our life and to face challenges. And, so, you know, it's, it's, it's the age old debate, nature versus nurture. But I mean, you know, in, in every case, it's a, it's, it's an, it's a weird combination of things, I guess. It's, uh, it's really interesting to hear you say all of this now with a bit of reflection. Um, it, you called it scattling of Africa, 
of course, one of his most famous songs. Um, I'm, I'm not even sure how you would rank those songs because there's so many of them that I listen to. You know, even over this, over this last weekend, I've been listening to your dad's music and, and not in preparation for this interview, just because it's on my playlists. And, and when you think of, like, nice. how, how, of course, and if you think about how to, um, how to, how to write a, a memoir and to then, well, in this case, you're putting it together from stuff that has already been written and recorded, which is a, li- a little bit harder. And then to name it, was there, a, was there a bit of a, to and fro about what to call it because you could have called it any number of things all, all of his all of his great <laughs> think, music being part of it yeah well scattering was his favorite song of his mm. own of his own body of work really uh, he always said that it yeah he always mm. said that it was the song that it was the song that launched his career and it's a song about how we all have in a deep sense our origins in africa yes uh, and we're all scatterlings of africa and yes. My dad was truly that, you know, he was someone who wasn't even born in Africa, but he, he, he found himself there and he came home and, you know, he, he was saved by Africa in such a, such a deep sense. Um, you know, he, he, the Zulu culture and the Zulu community and the friendships that he made, lifelong friendships in, in, in a real way saved his life, you know, and Mm. I think that he, he would have, um, he would, uh, we all felt like it was a name that was fitting of who he was and the story that this book tells, which is about Africa and about someone finding themselves in Africa. Sure. Um, I didn't know that it was his favorite song, but now that you say it, it, ma- it makes perfect sense. <laughs> and it even brings in that anthropological stuff that we were talking about just a yeah. second ago. It's, yeah, it's actually, it's, it's, it's a perfect name for it. So, okay, is this a book we can buy? Is it something we can also get online for Kindle? Is it, is it available all over the place? Like, this is where we do the marketing push. So tell me where we, because <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure that everybody listening to this now is going, okay, well, you've sold it now. Where can we get it, right? <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's a, it, it's the physical book is available uh, in all good bookstores, uh, and the audio book and the digital versions are not yet uh, released, yeah. but More they time. will be out uh, very soon. So, but for now, it's the physical, and uh, yeah, it's it's out nationwide. There we go. I just want to go to some of the comments here. Um, Michael, who who got your dad to cook him breakfast once, says, "If you're a South African living overseas." <laughs> Hearing Johnny Clegg on the radio always stops you in your tracks and turns your heart towards home. That's about right. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. Lovely Lady I Lee love says, Johnny Clegg's The Crossing, Osieza. That song always gives me goosebumps. Beautiful. Um, you two are both such good-looking guys, according to Moonchild. So there's something else there. Here. But let's let's give your let's give your mother hey, some. Hey, credit. Put in your pants, Moonchild. Let, let, yeah, let, let's uh, let's give your mum some credit there. I mean, come on, you know, it's not like she didn't play a role here. You haven't, you haven't mentioned your yeah. mum once here, and then that's a that's a whole other story. I mean, she's been an incredible oh, yeah. pillar of strength. She's too. writing her own book. Good. That book would be interesting. Um, all those clegs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she should call it uh, trying to survive with all these Clegg men around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Rudy says, I haven't seen my dad in 17 years. What these boys received from their dad was absolute gold, and that is something to treasure. Yeah. Um, you just said it now, Jesse. You know, he gave you the tools to be able to stand up and be men yourselves. And mm. there's, there's nothing better a father could hear than those words, I'm sure. That's what's amazing for me is that he was – I mean, I, I might be speaking out of turn, but taking it from the, the stories that you're telling, 
he was given very little to nothing from father figure in his life. Mm. Um, and to be able to turn that into this magic that he's passed on is just amazing. I mean, if you, if you look at um, the way humans are, sometimes history repeats itself. And in this case, it was the total mm. opposite. Totally, yeah. He broke the cycle. I mean, he, he was incredible. He had an incredible duality as a father. He obviously, he, he had this, these Zulu warrior values uh, that were at his core and genuinely were. I mean, that was who he was. And so he had, the, this paternal, he had these paternal values that, that he gave to us. But he also, in duality to that, had this, he was incredibly vulnerable with, with us and open. And he would always, you know, he'd share his fears with us and he'd tell us, you know, when he, you know, that he loved us or when he was having a happy moment. You know, he wasn't just this, like, wall of, you know, paternal values that yeah. you know, just, you know, to be strong always. Uh, he, he had this beautiful duality. And, yeah, I and was there anything that you found out that you were really shocked about or you thought, mm, I kind of wish I never knew that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yes. I mean, I think that, I think that the... Uh, for uh, for me, it was just shocking to see how chaotic uh, some of the family members were. Some of the, you know, his 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 grandfather and uh, and his stepfather were both very eccentric people. Uh, his real father he never met until he was in his twenties. But you know, there were there were a lot of there's a lot of big characters in the book. Uh, his mom as well was a very eccentric person and uh, and and gave him. Uh, a complicated um she was a complicated parent parent figure you know she she supported him and loved him uh, but she also had her own shortcomings and challenges in her life and you know my dad in a way had to parent himself so i think that that was hmm. you know you, you always hear about your your extended family but when you actually read it in a book that mm. documents all the, the the chaotic things that happened uh, yeah, it's quite surprising. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bulelo's back, and, and Snai Zulu's just going to say here quickly, um, Yeah, Bulelo, what do you have to say about the Zulus now? Yeah. <laughs> what do you have to say about the Zulus now? Especially because we've got, uh, we've got two more Zulus on the show this morning. But you guys were you, you were, you were raised in all of that too, right? I mean, Jesse, you spent the first six years of your life on tour, and, and I'm sure, Jaren, you, you were like inducted into all of this just as much as, as, as Jesse. Yeah, was. I was also on tour. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What's the age gap, uh, yeah, What's we, the age gap between you we, two, by the way? Uh, it's seven years. That's a hell of a gap. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we definitely were. We, we were totally. Uh, I mean, it was such a. It's an odd thing. You think, like, when you grow up, you think all these things are very normal. You know, that you. Oh, yeah, we're going to be in Joburg for like six months and then we're going to be in Zululand for another three months. You know, we're going to be back and forth or we're going to be touring. We're going to be in Europe, you know. Uh, you kind of think all these things are just part of every kid's childhood. Uh, but, yeah, it was definitely uh, – we, we were incredibly lucky to uh, have experienced and to have gone into, you know, to, to be in Zululand so much uh, and to, to make, like, uh, lifelong friendships there, you know, playing playing with Seaboard's kids and – and and getting to know his whole family um yeah we were we we, we were incredibly lucky. Are, are you guys all still close do you still communicate with them yeah absolutely yeah. We, we just saw him a few weeks ago he, he came up yeah wow yeah and charlie mzila the first guy to teach yes. my dad's guitar he lives with me um and uh buffer Zun still lives with us like you know we, these are 
these these people are, are family to us. You know, they mm. they really are. And I mean, Sipo and his family are are literally like extended family to us. Well, look, guys, I mean, we've been talking about your dad this morning, which uh, you've been doing your whole lives. <laughs> but there's there's so much we can talk to you about individually. And you've both got these incredible and stellar careers. And uh, you make us very proud. I mean, I'm, I'm sure your dad was extremely proud and told you that the whole time. But um, you're, you're also, you know, you're kids of the, of the whole South African mishpocha. So whether you like it, <laughs> whether you like it or not, we're, we're also hugely impressed by all the things that you've done on your, on your own individual levels. And thank you for making time for us this morning. It's so great to have you both on and to talk to you about this, uh, this incredible memoir. So there we go, Jesse and Jaron Jaron Clegg. It's it's so great to have you on. The book is called Scattling of Africa, Johnny Clegg's memoir in his own words, and it should be available at all good bookstores or online. And um, hopefully, we'll uh, we'll have some pictures in there as well. The music will be playing in our heads while we're reading it. It's just perfect, perfect. Thank you so much for having us, man. Thanks so what a much. pleasure. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Thank you. There we go, Jesse and Jaron Clegg. Isn't that cool? Cliffcentral.com